Kenya for me is getting better each day. Amen. Today I had said we'll take more time to teach, but uh, we won't do as much as we had intended to do. So what I will do tonight, I want us to revise some of the stuff we've spoken. Let's go to the book of Psalm 150 as they prepare the slides I've asked from the back. Psalm 150 says, Praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Now listen to how this verse speak. It says, Praise the Lord in his habitat. Sanctuary is where God stays, basically. In the past, they used to go to the temple, but guess where the temple is now? Now you understand when the Bible says, Praise the Lord in his sanctuary, where should God be praised? In us. It's a struggle for most people because they go to church to worship God. But God says, I want to be worshipped in my habitat. Where is my habitat? Where my spirit is, that's where I live. And where does the spirit of the Lord live? Within us. So praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for. Remember last for the past days we spoke about the content of praise and worship again about glory honor thanksgiving and praise remember we spoke about the content and we spoke about the conditions the atmosphere of worship god must be feared in the assembly of the saints and god must be unconditionally and exclusively loved do you remember that but now the bible tells us now it says god must be praised for in other words, there is a reason that should be there for his acts of power. I want you to realize that God is worshipped for his attributes. What are his attributes? His attributes are the things, the qualities, the characteristics that define God as exclusively superior to any other being. And so the Bible says, one of the attributes of God, God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. Therefore, when we praise and worship him, we worship him for his acts of power. What are the typical acts of power? For he created all things and by all, by him, all things are sustained. You understand that? You understand that if God was to stop oxygen, wow. So we praise and worship him for his act of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. We declare that there is no one in your class. And that is why it's a shame for people to come to church and not worship God because they are focused on themselves. They are so caught up in idolatry, they think they deserve the attention in the presence of God. Can I t say it again? Shame unto us. To think you can come to church and be on Twitter. Shame on you. 
Because somewhere you are deluded, you are deceived. In your heart you are not aware. You stand in the presence of whom the angels, the demons, no one stands before God and not trembles. John says, I saw him. His eyes were like blazing fire. It was like the radiance of the sun in its full strength. He says, when I saw him, I fell down. Why? Because I could not behold him. He was too powerful for me to look at. And clearly, therefore, as I said, either when we come to God, we worship a fake God in a fake way or the true God in a fake way because we can never worship the true God and remain the way we are. Therefore, as we do not change when we worship, we, we must admit we are not involved in true worship or we are either... Uh, involved in a God that is the creation of our minds, not the Bible God. Are you still with us? So praise him with the sounding of a trumpet. So here now we see the inclusion of instruments. Remember today we are going to talk about those eight expressions, right? So I want you to be, to be following because I, I'm not going to teach. I'm just going to highlight. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with tambourine and dancing. Praise him with the strings. Now you should realize that strings involve a lot of different instruments. Guitars and what? And flute. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Cymbals are part of what today we call a drum kit. Again. Praise him with resounding cymbals. And it says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now realize where we read it now. It almost brings about an encompassing understanding of what praise and worship should be. It says God must be praised and worshipped for who he is that sets him apart from all of creation. God must be worshipped by people who have his dwelling as their lives. Remember that song? Your presence is heaven to me. God must be worshipped by all kinds of instruments. But the true worship is the recognition that creation, all of what has breath, are simply the hand, the works of God's hand. And therefore, anything that has breath owes worship to God. And that's why I'm saying it's a shame for people to come, especially the church, to come together for other business and waste the breath of God that he put in them. Are we still okay? So, few things. Remember, I want us to read this together. Remember the, the deliverance prayer that we read the other day in church. The one that was written by Mara Therese. We cannot really worship Bazalwan until we get to that place where we realize that you and I are not in competition about anything except selfishness. But those that intend following Jesus have to be aware that selfishness should not be a portion of who we are. Why? Because the condition for following Jesus is deny yourself, carry your cross daily and follow me. 
And therefore, when I am, I have beaten self to humility, I can worship God without comparison. Why do we struggle to worship God? It's because we need accolades from others. For me to worship God, I must understand that I'm not better than anyone. But for me to think I'm better than anyone, I need to fight for the attention that I think I deserve. And so the attention that is supposed to be given to God, I fight for it to be brought to me. That is why people can leave churches because you never said thank you when they organize catering. Why? Because they think everything is about them. But all things... The Bible says he is in all things. He is all and in all. They're still struggling at the back. Let me just read. Deliver me, O Jesus, from the desire of being adored. When these things I'm saying, when you are delivered from, you will learn the hard way at least, but you will learn how to be humble because True worship flows out of a contrite and a broken heart, the Bible says. But people who are not delivered from these things find it hard. From the desire of being adored, deliver me from the desire of being extolled. Deliver me from the desire of being honored, the desire of being praised, the desire of being preferred, the desire of being consulted, the desire of being approved, the desire of being popular. Don't we have desires? You see, our desires enslave us. But for he that the Son has set free, he must be free indeed to enter the throne of God without dragging selfishness into God's throne. But since you and I have a desire to be more important, we struggle, don't we? But we also have fears that we need to be delivered from. Deliver me, Lord, from the desire, from the fear of being humiliated, from the fear of being despised, of suffering rebukes, of being calumniated, of being forgotten, of being wronged, from the fear of being ridiculed, from the fear of being suspected. Deliver me, O oh Jesus. People have fear. And the, a typical church service, the worship is an embattlement with fear. Like I said to you, it seems, Mazalani, we need approval from each other to kneel down. How's that? You need approval. If you don't need cheerleading to put your hands up, you need approval to do it. You can't do it because God deserves it. You are either too smart and too organized for God. But remember, the goal of this week is to dismantle this sense of self-importance before God. Amen? And that when we come Sunday, Sunday must be, must mark a different Sunday going forward for us as a church. Where you are not a spectator because you think you are very important. 
where you don't need the permission of your neighbor to worship the God who lives in you. Are you still with us, saints? So, I read a few things for you. Let me read them again. Man is consumed with his own sense of self-worth. Less of all creation and least of the worth of the creator. Not about every other person and less about God. To worship God, as Joshua was reading, is to ascribe the proper worth to God, to magnify his worthiness of praise, or better, to approach and address God as he is worthy. God is worthy. It is those around God in his presence, touched by his nature, that truly recognize his worth. If you realize that it is God who changes you from glory to glory, you will realize his nature in you. You will realize that God puts value on you. And therefore, that value will make you look at God as valuable. But if you don't see the value God has put on you, you will think God deserves less than what he has put in you. How's that? You cannot be truly godly and not worship. Therefore, people who struggle with worshiping must also ask themselves, are you godly enough? So if you and I are struggling to worship with God, clearly sin is entangling us. Because one who worships sees God as he is and does not bother about what sin does. We cannot encounter God, the worthiness of God, without the response of worship. We will know what it means to be childlike before the Father when we discover that hypocrisy does not substitute sincerity, but it eradicates and erodes it. Only we are ready to worship him sincerely as he is and as we are, not as we make him or how we feel he ought to be. God is God. Man is man. God does not have to respect man. Man is by duty obliged to respect God. Amen? Our attitude to God is not reflected primarily by our external actions, rather by how tightly or loosely we hold on to God within and with our hearts. God does not mind what we say with him. He says we come to him with words, but what is his problem? Our hearts are far from so you see, what we say to him is not as important as how tight we hold on to him in our hearts. But you see, most of us have held loosely to God. You know, agree what we hold on to. How many of us have ever been worried by the fact that they are not worshipping? How many of us have ever been worried by the fact that they are not praising God as they should? How many of us have ever been worried that they are not praying as they should? Reading the word as they should. Nobody has ever died of a heart attack of not worshipping God. Clearly people are sick and stressed by attention that is away from God. I've never heard anyone stressed of worshipping God. 
All of us deal with stress, isn't it? I have no verse that instructs us to put our attention unseasonably on anything except prayer and the kingdom and praise. It says pray without... Have you ever met a verse that says think without ceasing? Eh? Or even better, think about your boyfriend without ceasing. Aren't we doomed already? Eh? We are already doomed. If you, you look at our thought life, you'll realize that these people, the Bible says, blessed is the man eh? who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. You remember? It says, but this man, he meditates on what? How long? How's that for someone who does not sleep and say, ain't that I was worried? Clearly that person is already doomed. Because the Bible says, the one who meditates day and night can ascribe to God, can worship God as God truly is revealed by his word. Such a person, the Bible then says, whatever he does, prospers. Clearly the opposite is the case for the one who worries about other things and cannot bring God into the picture. Worship, therefore, is that experience followed by expression or clinging, of clinging or letting go of God in our hearts. Now, here are a few things that we have said. I, agree with, I have touched on these things in the church. So, tonight, we just want to lay a foundation for us tomorrow. Tomorrow, when we read, we, we would be aware. What are we doing? Yesterday, we observed house worship in heaven. We looked at what happens. They say, you remember, they sing, they sing a new song, they cry out, they shout loud. They, you remember those things. And then we, we look at their words. What kind of words were they shouting? You remember. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be glory and honor and power forever and ever. You remember? They shout shouts of victory. Hallelujah! Salvation belongs to our God. You remember? The kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our God and of his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever. You remember those words? We're going to look at some of them today. So we said... The first word that we looked at when we were looking at the expressions, we spoke about halal. You remember that? Which we said is used more. Its primary meaning means to produce a clear sound, to boast, to celebrate, to rave about, to glory in. You still remember? So when we read what Joshua read, ascribe to God, it means to, when we are not going to sing saints, when we are going to halal God, Tonight, tomorrow, and forever, we will take the scriptures that speak of who God is and we will declare, greater is he that is in me than the one that is in the world. Who is the king of glory? The Lord God Almighty. The Lord strong in battle. Are you following? 
the Lord has held the, the horse and its rider into the sea. Now what are we doing? Raving about God. Question. How can you rave about God when you have no verse about God? Clearly, I agree you, you, you realize if we are going to have to change, Luana, you have to change. You can't keep reading the books that you read. I know now Mills and Boons is not read as much anymore. And that might go, you know it. You surely this is B knows it. Mills and you see, she knows it. Ah, these days people Read. Whatever you read, if it's not the word of God, can I assure you, you are very far from what we are aspiring for you. Because when we say rave about God, you'll have nothing to say because you know nothing. And therefore Jesus is right when he says, you worship what you do not know. Are we still okay? Hilui, we spoke about it. You remember about the completion of a harvest. When God has done something good for you. And then we spoke about Yada. Giving forth a confession of thanks. You remember the Bible says when they, the, 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 the living creatures give what? Glory and honor and thanks to God. The 24 elders fall down. And cast their crowns. Are you still okay? And we spoke about Toda. May I remind you, not Toba. Da again. And it has a similar meaning, except that it includes the extension of the hands in adoration and thanksgiving to God. So when we Toda, you remember that song? In moments like this, I sing love Why? Why? I, 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 I'm, I'm extending my hands in adoration. And what am I saying? I say, I love you. I, are you following? And then we spoke about Shabbat. To shout with a loud voice. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. We do not always have to be noisy, remember. But we said there is a place to Shabbat. And that hallelujah, glory and honor and power is to what? We Shabbat, we saying God is better than our enemies. God is stronger than not at all. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God, you are higher. You understand what is the content of that? If you were singing that song and you were shouting it loud, you would be shabbating God. You would be saying, Our God is great. And we barak God. When we barak God, we kneel before Him. And we lay, we lie prostrate before God. And we worship Him. Do you see barak in heaven? 
Do you hear Shabbat in heaven? But you don't hear and see them in the church, isn't it? And here we are, lying to ourselves. I'm a true worship. I'm a true worship. Worship has many aspects to it, right? This is corporate worship. This is where we teach you these things. But there is also personal worship that includes offer your body as a living sacrifice, which is your reasonable act of worship to God. So other people think singing at church and sleeping around can actually come together and make a true worship. You are lying. And to yourself for that matter. You can't sleep around and think you can come and put your hands up. And like I said, this year, I know this year, something good's going to happen to us. And when it happens, don't ever think that Ah, this leadership is harsh. No, we're not harsh. The Bible says we must deal with sin in our midst. We must deal with the leaven. That leavens the whole bread. It might be your friend. It might be your sister. It might be your brother. It's nothing personal. It's just that we want to usher true worship in our midst. That when we come and stand... Our consciences are clear before God. So I'm reminding you. Agree, we dealt with fat and set last year. Finish it this year if you're still there. This year, what must you do? Finish it or come and tell us so as we just pray for you, you get married, you will worry about the rest later. Agree, Basalan. Agree, we want to be the church. We want to see the glory and the power of God made manifest. So there is that. Offering is worship. You know that. In the Old Testament, their highest worship was offering. Because there was no blood of Jesus to cleanse them. May God deliver you from being stingy. <laughs> I've told you, this church does not have a financial problem. It has a heart problem. Because people forget. The Bible says there's nothing that we have which we have not been given by God. Eh? Look. This year let's settle issues. If you struggle with tithe, come and ask us directly. Stop talking. Now nah, don't believe in tithe. It's an Old Testament thing. Come let us teach you. Eh? Come, let us what? Look, I know you guys. It's just that I agree we, we don't want to be harsh with you. Mm, because remember we said discipline without doctrine produces rebels. Now, we must have a relationship. You must be able to say, but Muruti, what about what? And then uh, I'll show you verses. Huri, you are actually stingy because you are ignorant. 
Some of you think we are going to have some angels bring money for the building project. There's not gonna something. Guess where the money is gonna come from? Exactly. And you especially. Kira you, you know that you. Tehila. Tehila means celebrating God in song. You remember the Tehila praise the 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 so I wanted to read this verse, but I won't read it because you know it. In Chronicles, where we read, First Chronicles chapter 13, you remember where Uzzah died. Go and read it again. It says, David and the whole of Israel, they sang with great might. Loud like Remember, he danced to a point that, hey, that the robot about let me tell you something. Isn't it amazing that Mo Kakirikin Yaru Nayi Yamarana Jes? If you cast out of a two, 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 ah, Governor Tung Alan Hall. You know, I get. How about again your house of hell? How about you? Ah, Governor Tung. The same people. Let them see them when they dance for the Lord. You will bet they've, they've had a stroke. Martamova <laughs> Sheba when they leave church. Aren't we hypocrites? I mean, look at our young people. You, you will feel ashamed guru tlabana na go shebile ba re magic do we have problem with your talent no the problem is you don't recognize where it comes from and therefore you use it wrongly so when the bible speak of singing and dancing unto the lord which we learn as we go through you must dance with your might like like yesterday. Yesterday you saw the dancing when we were finishing. I'm sure somebody lost some. I mean, people were sweating here. Thinking, yeah, I guess that's what we need, isn't it? And Zama basically means to play music. It means to play strings. So you understand? So when we worship together, we put all these things. If Panyani was to do what I asked him to do yesterday, which he did well, as he plays, he's doing Zama. And then, when people sing, when it's singing only, it's Tehila, singing accompaniment with the instruments dominating is zama you understand that type of thing so sometimes a person in the life of the church you can have an anointed person who can come and just play the instrument and all of us can fall in the presence of god you understand that is why david would zama god and the demon that was tormenting Saul would leave that is why i have a problem with instrumentalists who are not committed so that is why 
this year whoever is in our band and has no desire to lead us in Zama I've already given them an option come and join us here mm, because they can't just do but what instruments are going about to they treat the church as if it's their own Every one of us have to get here and be diligent. And guess what? When they just rock up when they feel like. Did they tell anyone they are going to be late? No. And when they arrive there. <laughs> ah, Vazalan, gone are those days, isn't it? They just ended when? Gone. If we don't know how to worship, let me tell you, we are going to learn so that the people who don't know how to do Zama don't hold us ransom as a church. We're just going to enter. Enter healer God. Shall we stand up?